Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast with your hosts, Mike Randall and Gus Kearns. Good evening. Shh, keep it down for the kids. Good morning, tweet, tweet. Good afternoon. Get that work in, people. Thank you for tuning in to the Screen the Screener Podcast. So happy to have everybody in. Mike and I are formulating our next Team Up Side-by-Side podcast as you listen to this, so don't worry. We will be back in the saddle together again. Do not fret. Do not worry. Today, though, we need to take you on a geometry trip. Not a summer road trip, but another geometry trip. We talked about geometry with hashtag Nick Sense and Phil Jackson and his dated and antiquated triangle system and how that was just leaving the Knicks in traction without any possible movement forward. But today, let's take a Hamiltonian hoops path to cover some news and notes. News and notes from the hardwood. The Hamiltonian path is exactly what it sounds like. It's it's a little antiquated. It's a bit luxurious and it works, folks. It is not like the triangle offense. The Hamiltonian path is a mathematical field graph theory. The path is a graph that visits each vertex exactly once in its travels. It's named for the Irish mathematician William Rowan Hamilton, of course, and it needs an odd number of vertices. So our number of vertices today in our news and notes section is going to be simply seven. We'll hit seven college hoops notes that you need to know about that we think are important that you think that we think you need to know and then we will close up shop hope everybody can enjoy the hamiltonian path uh, outline that mike and i have in line for you guys we're looking forward to sharing it with you first stop unfortunately we're going to say that there is a possible curse in place There's a possible Matt Norlander curse of CBS Sports. Matt Norlander wrote another unbelievable piece on Landry Shamit of Wichita State, the uh, point guard in making uh, that had a huge year and was the uh, first team uh, All-Missouri Valley player. Uh, He also had a hand in another article, which we'll get to in a second, But as soon as he wrote this article and put it out, it was very much like uh, hashtag draft Jake Wiley or go Jake Wiley go. And much like the new Butler coach article, all of his articles really let you allow you to buy in to the subject matter. And then you leave that article kind of rooting for that subject matter 
and this article on Landry Shamit was no different. Unfortunately, about a week after writing this article, Landry Shamit had an injury that's going to put him out for about four to five months. Ah, oh, geez, what are we going to do? What are the shockers going to do? So we're going to give you a couple of uh, Landry Shamit nuggets and just lament and say, oh, I hope he gets back sooner than expected. If you didn't know it already, um, please dial up uh, Matt Norlander's piece. It is up on CBS Sports. It's a fabulous read. Uh, on the big leads, top 50 players, which was released just this week. Uh, it's a great read always. Uh, one little nugget about the big leads, top 50 players each year. Uh, is that it, it gets you ready for college basketball, lets you know it's around the corner. Um, we'll get to the countdown and all of those things a little bit later. I have an opinion on that. Um, but just to, just to give you guys a little heads up, on last year's Big Leads Top 50 Best Players, do you know who were in the high 30s and the 40s? Just going to give you a quick rundown of possibly three of the best players in college basketball last year. Uh... Caleb Swanigan, Frank Mason III, and Nigel Williams-Goss. All three of those players, which ended up being either first or second team All-Americans, were in either the low 40s or upper 30s in the big leads, top 50 best players uh, lead-in for the upcoming season. So if you're going to focus somewhere, Go ahead and focus there. Uh, back, but back to Landry Shamit. He's number 10 on that list this year. So that speaks to the impact that he was uh, anticipated of having this particular season. And if we remember, he put up 20 in the head-to-head -head matchup with Fox in the tournament when Wichita State and Kansas were faced head-to-head. -head. And that was really a pick -em game as far as I was concerned. And Landry Shamit really showed out against one of the best players in the tournament and the best players in college basketball last year, DeAndre Fox. Also remember that Shamit was injured during his freshman season, and he had a red shirt. So during that season, uh, Coach Marshall had the idea of maybe, oh, maybe I can play Van Vliet, Baker, and Shamit together on the floor at the same time. But unfortunately, he was injured. So Shamit had to just sit and learn from Van Vliet and Ron Baker during their senior year. Just to put it simply, he learned from the best. So he knows what it takes to perform at a high level, to make sacrifices for the team, to put your personal stats aside for the greater good of the program. Yeah, Landry Shamit learned that firsthand from Van Vliet and Baker for sure. P.S. The Valley is traditionally an upperclassman type league, and Shamit made first team all Missouri Valley as a frosh. This is kind of unprecedented and really needs to be paid attention to. He even played better, as we mentioned, in the tourney and in the conference tournament as well. And you know that we love the assist-to-turnover ratio. We championed Monte Morris last season for his ungodly 5-to-1 assist-to-turnover ratio and his career assist-to-turnover ratio was like through the roof. You cannot help but win basketball games when you have a point guard that's going to have a sky-high assist-to-turnover ratio. Yeah, Landry Shamit was 10th in the nation last year. 3.25 to 1. And as a freshman, that was his number. 
senior point guards dream, wish, and write their goals on a little index card and hope that they can get to 3.25 to 1 assist-to-turnover ratios, and Landry Shamit had that as a freshman. So, is this a big injury? Absolutely. Does Matt Norlander have some sort of writing curse like the uh, Madden cover curse or the SI cover curse? I don't know, but we will soon find out. Uh, again, if you didn't put your ears or eyes or mind on that particular article, please go ahead and do that. Matt, Lauren, Matt Norlander is kind of an artist when it comes to his articles, so please pay attention to that. Okay, vertex number two in our Hamiltonian path. we got to get to Mitchell Robinson from Western Kentucky, right? So Mitchell Robinson from Western Kentucky got up, packed his gear up, and he left. And then his coach, Stansberry, went ahead, and he suspended him indefinitely. But how do you suspend a player that's no longer on your campus? Really an interesting dynamic there. Can't really speak to how odd and uh, arduous and, and, and how interesting that is. But Mitchell Robinson has been granted his transfer from Western Kentucky. Now, the key to this whole situation was his uh, godfather, Shimon Williams, former UNC guard. Uh, great little uh, jitterbug guard that we loved watching. Uh, was one of the assistant coaches there and helped him get in to Western Kentucky. Uh, he left the program along with a couple of other assistant coaches. And so no Shimon Williams there means no Mitchell Robinson there. Now, Western Kentucky is still going to be a force in Conference USA. They still have players. They still have, they still have uh, some nice freshmen coming back. They do have some uh, transfers coming in. Uh, visit the summer road trip if you're not sure of those things. We'd love to for you to revisit one of our podcasts, Gus's summer road trip. We visited Kentucky as one of our spots, and Western Kentucky was on that summer road trip. But let's pay attention to and maybe give a small crystal ball situation of like, all right, what is he going to do next? So he's off campus. Unless he comes back to campus and re-enrolls, he can't really play Division I basketball this particular season. Uh, he practiced with the team. He was enrolled in summer courses. Uh, unless he gets some sort of like uh, interesting off-the-radar waiver from the NCAA, and we know how unpredictable the NCAA is, I don't really think they're going to break the bank and break the rules for Mitchell Robinson in this particular case in Western Kentucky, no offense. Um, but he is a top-10 recruit of this particular recruiting class coming in. If we're going to pay attention to where he might go, of course he might go to overseas. He might go the Brandon Jennings route and go play one year overseas and then come back for the NBA. That sounds like a logical situation. It worked out um, for a couple of players uh, in this particular past NBA draft. Uh, maybe he goes and plays at a JUCO. I'm not sure what the rules are for eligibility for a JUCO college, but perhaps he goes ahead and does that and maybe... You know, just lights up Juco and averages like, you know, 25 and 15 and then goes into the NBA draft in the following year. Or perhaps he transfers. So this is a list of these are purely speculation on Mike and I's part. We put our minds together and just thought like, hey, wh where do you think he could go? What would make sense? Uh, what do the tea leaves say? So these are just our tea leave prognostication. This is. 
based in no fact, really, uh, maybe what we read, maybe what we listened to, and maybe just our opinion. By the way, why would you leave the state? Number one, go to Kentucky. I mean, we mentioned on previous podcasts, if you're going to be an NBA player, why wouldn't you go to Kentucky and get yourself ready? Kentucky has to be a spot for, for Mitchell Robinson. Uh, number two, I think he also has to consider UNC. Think of the Shamad Williams uh, connection there. UNC has done great things with bigs in the past. Totally makes sense. They value bigs and, and highlight them in their offense. That would make sense for Mitchell Robinson. How about Gonzaga? We mentioned on previous podcasts that Gonzaga does wonders with transfers during their redshirt year. Imagine what they could do with Mitchell Robinson. Maybe he just wants to go under the radar and go out west and just totally fly without any press, without any coverage. Gonzaga is a good place to hide if you're going to do that. How about another place? How about Wake Forest? If you're going to learn to be a big man, why wouldn't you go talk to Danny Manning? and learn from one of the best big men in NCAA history as your head coach. I think Wake Forest kind of has to be on the list. How about the next stop, maybe Baylor? Baylor has done wonders with bigs. They always have transfers coming in. And it seems like Baylor develops their bigs as well. So they get the these bigs in there. Um, if you just want to go back one year and, and, and think of Jonathan Motley, um, he's a giant athlete. And then they've turned him into an, a kind of NBA player. Uh, and if we go back a little bit further, um, you know, Jolo this particular year uh, is probably going to turn himself into an NBA player on the defensive end. So Baylor does have a knack for developing big men on the fly over uh, consecutive years. So that wouldn't be a terrible spot for Mitchell Robinson. Baylor Bear. How about number six? How about LSU? I think this has been leaked, and maybe he's been linked there. Uh, Will Wade, the former v, uh, VCU coach, is now down there running a great program. Uh, maybe he just goes to a big-time SEC program. Uh, they had, you know, he had success. Uh, uh, ben Simmons had success as a freshman there. Maybe he goes and does copies that situation. Very little success on the NCAA level, but maybe personal success and then draft success. Uh, it doesn't make a ton of sense, but seems like it could work. And the last spot, how about Georgetown? How about if Mitchell Robinson goes back to like an iconic program with a coach that could teach him how to be a dominant big man in Patrick Ewing and can put a program back on the map and give it national relevancy that it hasn't had in a number of years since making the Final Four? in 2010 or 2011, whatever that was. What if he goes to Georgetown, plays one year there, then Patrick Ewing has something cooking. So a couple places to pay attention to. We said Kentucky, UNC, Gonzaga, Wake Forest, Baylor, LSU, and maybe Georgetown. Now, we're going to continue the Matt Norlander curse here because he did contribute to the story on CBS Sports with Mitchell Robinson. So maybe his curse is real and maybe it's taking hold oh no be careful all content out there of matt norlander's articles please be careful the third vertex on our hamiltonian path is uh grassroots basketball it's high school basketball it's exactly uh what everybody tuned into during the 
uh, Facebook Live with, uh, ver- you know, with various uh, high school players uh, playing on the court at the same time and, and LeBron James getting turned away. We're going to focus on the players here. Uh, R.J. Barrett is attempting to reclassify for the class of 2018. Originally, he was in the two class, of two class of 2019. Uh, R.J. Barrett is the stud on the Canadian national team uh, that went off. And if you remember the Canadian national team, uh, Hoops Weiss updated us this on Twitter. Uh, they won the championship in that particular tournament, and R.J. Barrett went bananas against the USA, particularly. Uh, a whole bunch of schools are looking to uh, recruit him, and he is attempting to reclassify to be in the class of 2018, not the class of 2019. Uh, also, we need to pay attention to Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson is an unbelievable dunking machine. The guy lives for breakaway dunks. He put on a, an absolute uh, dunk contest show in warm-ups uh, during, <laughs> during the matchup with uh, the youngest of the balls. Uh, so if you're going to pay attention to who, what's happening, I think R.J. Barrett reclassifying and Zion Williams, uh, an absolute crazy athlete. He will be fun to watch during his one year of college basketball the following year. Vertex number four. All right. Enough already, everybody. I've kind of had it up to here with the countdown stuff. I'm done. I've really had enough. I don't need any more countdown. So we need a little song to go along with this. Pete Yorn, the man from the Nightcrawler album. He has an unbelievable trifecta of albums that he put out, his first three albums. Uh, please pay attention to all those if you haven't. Um, the man starts like this. Walk me out by the water's edge. Oh, my brother, we're counting down. We are young, we are almost there, and the man keeps counting down, and I don't know who was right, or what they saw, the number's not right, but here we are, counting down, words cannot describe. So, people, can we stop counting down to the college basketball season, please? John Rothstein, my calendar, ESPN. Enough, everybody, enough. Enough counting up and down. Can anyone please enjoy the ebbs and flows of the year? Can you enjoy the buildup, the drama, the downtime, the crunch time? Can you actually enjoy Mother Nature's actual seasons? Please. Screen the Screener implores you. Everyone, stop counting down and get outside. You know what I want you to count instead of days until basketball season? Count some fireflies. Count some stars. Count some cracks in the sidewalk. Count how many jump shots you can make out of 20 when you go to the playground. Count how many jump ropes your daughter or your niece can accomplish when they're in the driveway or the street. Enough with the countdowns. Can somebody please enjoy the moment and maybe even enjoy that moment outside? 
Enough with the countdowns already. I'm done. I'm not paying attention to it. I'm not paying attention to the numbers. I'm done. Stop with the countdowns. On to vertex number five. Vertex number five is a category that, or a subject that we discussed earlier. It's Marvin Begley III. Luke Wynn from SI had an excellent article on the rundown of where he might appear as a player if he decide if the reclassification goes according to plan in the upcoming uh, NCAA basketball season. So if you haven't read that, please visit Luke Wynn of SI or just go back to the Screen the Screener podcast. Gus gushes over Marvin, Marvin Begley III. And just a review of where he might go, uh, just a quick rundown. I don't think we need to go into it in any detail. Uh, the places he was visiting were Duke. He also was visiting Arizona, USC. He was also going to take a look at Kentucky. He was going to take a look at Kansas, and he was going to take a look at UCLA. All of those teams, their 2017-2018 outlook for the season would be dramatically changed if Martin Begley III enrolled in school and was eligible for this upcoming season. Something tells me, though, he may fall into the Hamadou Diallo situation, where maybe he's eligible the second part of the semester. Uh, maybe he's eligible in December or maybe after the holidays. I'm not sure, but it feels like it might be going that way. We'll see. But it's definitely worth paying attention to. Stop six. And this will go a little bit deeper dive with. Stop six is going to pay attention to a team that has improved health. It might be tournament ready. It has a coach that has some recruiting and past success. And it has a legacy of being a strong traditional basketball program. I don't know if you guys can predict where I'm going here. We're going to go to St. Louis. We're going to go to the Atlantic 10. St. Louis was terrible last year. Absolutely brutal. 10 wins. Injury problems. Coach Ford trying to get the ship right. They were trying to still recover St. Louis, the Billikens. Guess what? We think that they're going to be awesome this year. I'm going to give you some reasons on why we think St. Louis is going to be awesome. They're going to be a, a contender in the A-10 for the regular season title with Rhode Island, VCU. They're going to be a contender to make March Madness. They're going to be tender in the A-10 tournament in March in New York City. The main reason why they are going to be a contender and much improved is because they haven't, like we mentioned, improved health, but they have one of the sickest backcourts in the nation. We're going to call for St. Louis to be one of the best backcourts in the nation, a top 10 backcourt for sure, maybe even top five. The backcourt starts with Jermaine Bishop. Jermaine Bishop, six foot one, red shirt soft. Needs to improve his shooting a little bit from the field, but he can shoot it from three, he can shoot it from the line. But the NYC kid can flat-out ball. 
And watch this kid. He's a thief. Much like we called for last podcast, last season, when we were leading in and just starting the Screen the Screener podcast, we called for Biggie Swanigan to lead the nation in boards. We're going to call for Bishop to lead the A-10 in steals and be top five nationally and maybe lead the nation in steals. Dude's a straight-up thief. His backcourt mate is going to be Frosh Jordan Goodwin. Dude wears number zero. He wears number zero for a reason. 6'3 shooting guard is super long and had offers from across the nation. The local kid stayed home. So between Bishop and Goodwin, they're going to have an unbelievably skilled backcourt that have speed, length, and skill, and shooting. If you're going to go into March with this backcourt, I think you're going to be all set. But you guys need some help, right? Billikens need some people to do the dirty work. DJ Foreman is there to do that, baby. 6'9", 240 enforcer with the Billikens. The former Ruckers forward will lead the team in boards and start lots of fast breaks for Bishop and for Goodwin. He just might... You know what? Goodwin just might be the best player for St. Louis since Larry Hughes. Remember Larry Hughes teamed up uh, on the Sixers and was an NBA player. He was unbelievably gifted. Uh, One of the first long point guards that can do multiple things. Goodwin and Bishop will be a top 10 backcourt in the nation, and the Billikens will definitely be in the running for the 2017-2018 NCAA dance. But they're going to have some help. they got Javon Bess, transfer from Michigan State, 6'6", redshirt uh, junior. He's a 220. He might be the perfect college undersized four. Really like him as a player. Hassan French, 6'7", 235. He's going to be an impact frosh in the 8'10 for sure. He's going to find some minutes definitely the second half of the season. And they have a really interesting 6'6", redshirt junior, uh, a UCF transfer, who can shoot it, Adonis Enriquez. He's a player to watch, and he's going to be the perfect player for this Goodwin-Bishop backcourt because he's going to make some threes. He can shoot it from deep. Um, I bet he finds a ton of open looks when those guys go on their dribble drives or do a uh, uh, run some pick-and-roll offense at the top of the key with Foreman rolling down to the basket, and then they kick out to Enriquez. I think that, I think that offense is, is 80 points waiting to happen on a good night. So, St. Louis, so glad to have you back in the fold. And our final stop on our Hamiltonian path. And remember, the Hamiltonian path needs to have an odd number of vertices. So our final vertex is going to be another team that we're looking forward to getting healthy and getting back on the national radar because they were absent last year. And it kind of it kind of brings us full circle if we're going to talk geometry here uh, because we have to go back to the AAC. We talked about, we started our podcast with Landry Shamit and his injury woes and and how that's going to impact Wichita State and the, the, the hope that we ha- hold. And we know that you guys know that the screen the screener holds hope very dearly here. And we hope that Landry Shamit can come back quicker than expected. But one of the teams that's going to be in the running with Wichita State for the conference title, tournament title, and NCAA berth in March is UConn. UConn had an unbelievable Injury, bugaboo, bad vibe last year. Finally, it's odd to see so many 
players get hurt at one time, and that's what UConn did last year. And 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 Coach Ali just tried to piece it together the best he could. He he was not sure what players he was going to put on the floor. He was not sure what he was going to ask of those players he was going to put on the floor. He was playing people out of position. So they are back and healthy. And another thing, you know what? It's odd to see so many student athletes transfer out of UConn. Uh, Vance Jackson went to New Mexico. Uh, they had uh, Durham go to uh, Notre Dame. Maybe playing time, maybe the vibe, maybe a losing season, maybe the uncertainty uh, contributed to that. Um, but I think that is just a one-time deal, and I think UConn will be back on the upswing as opposed to a losing season and people transferring out of the program. Um, I think there's lots of lots to look forward to here for UConn. I, I, I want to look forward. I want to see what they have coming back. we got to start with Jalen Adams. 6'3", junior, 14 points a game, 6 assists a game, 4 boards a game. He's an all-ACC player, sneaky all-American player with some some port. And he's going to play more off the ball. Coach Ali asked him to play on the ball due to injuries last year. And Jalen Adams just took all the responsibility of the ball handling, the scoring, the shooting. That responsibility is going to be spread. He is not going to be so hyper-focused on the offensive end. He will have a li- His role will be distributed a little bit. So I think with that distribution, I don't think the, the less shots or the less ball handling will affect him negatively. I think it's going to affect him in uh, positively in a big way. I expect a huge season for Jalen Adams, and I think Jalen Adams is definitely an all-ACC player. Uh, I'm sorry, AAC player. And I think a sneaky All-American player. Terry Larier, the VCU transfer. He only played four games for UConn before he had a terrible ACL injury, and it robbed his season, and it kind of robbed... Uh, UConn of any success that they were looking forward to. But he is a 15 points per game guy waiting to happen. He can shoot at about 40% from three. Look for big things for Telly Rear on the wing. Um, they're going to love kicking it to him. And he can actually create a little bit off the dribble too. Uh, so I think he's going to be a really interesting player. Uh, Antoree Gilbert, another injury that robbed UConn of any success last year. He was limited Last year, the six uh, six foot point guard expect thing big things from him. I think the backcourt of Gilbert and Adams. You know, we were championing the backcourt of uh, St. Louis with a uh, with uh, Goodwin and, and Bishop. I think Adams and Gilbert are going to be just as good. I think they are a top ten backcourt in the NCAA for sure. And again, if you're going to roll into March with two studs in the backcourt like UConn is, I think you'll be okay. One of the guys that was pushed into service last year uh, was Christian Vital. He averaged nine points a game and he'll play off the bench this year. But his impact off the bench, I think, is going to be more impactful than him starting and getting uh, a larger load of the offensive uh, burden than he thought he was going to have originally last year. So I think similar to Adams, I think Vital is going to have uh, a lesser role, but I think he's going to be more efficient in that role coming off the bench and playing as the third guard. And they have some help. They got some frosh. We got Fr- the Frosh coming in 6'8", uh, Tyler Poli. He can shoot it, 6'9". Uh, 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 Isaiah uh, Whaley, he's an active rebounder and a shot blocker. Um, and then Josh Seton will be asked to do a lot early, but I think he will answer the bell, uh, rebound, defend inside, and start the break. And they got a couple of Jucos. 6'9", Eric Cobb, he will see time right away at the 4 and the 5. 
I think they'll plug him right in, uh, right in right away. Uh, and then they have Quinton Williams. He's going to be fun to watch. Quinton Williams is 6'7". He's got a 43-inch vertical jump. Keep an eye on this guy. This guy might do some uh, special things on the wing. He might be an impactful player. I bet he has a couple of games where you're like, whoa, why don't they play that guy more often? And then they have the Cornell grad transfer who's going to play uh, big minutes underneath. Uh, I bet they play him about 15 minutes, and he you know, takes up a whole bunch of space and, and boards underneath. So UConn, welcome back to the national fold. We're happy to have you back. St. Louis, back to the na- welcome back to the national fold. Happy to have you back as well. And that brings us all the way through our Hamiltonian path with our four, with our seven vertices. Vertex number one, we talked about Landry Shavitt. Vertex number two, we talked about Mitchell Robinson and his possible transfer. Vertex number three, we just touched on Barrett, Zion Williams, and, and the grassroots AAU basketball system that's happening and it's very exciting to pay attention to. Number four, Vertex number four, enough with the countdowns. Just listen to some Pete Yorn instead and spend some time outside. Vertex number five, keep an eye on this Morgan Be- Marvin Begley, the third situation. You never know where it's going to go. He visited. He's still visiting schools as you guys are listening to this podcast. Vertex number six, St. Louis, welcome back. We're happy that you have improved health. Uh, Coach Ford did a great job recruiting, and he's got some more folks coming in the following season. And Vertex number seven, to complete our Hamiltonian path, through our Hamiltonian hoops uh, field graph theory is welcome back, UConn. Hope that you guys are going to be back in the tournament and can provide some more fireworks like you did as a seven seed when in the tournament. Listeners, thank you so much for tuning into the Screen the Screener podcast out there. We just wanted to finish up by saying some ahoys. Thank you to Bracketologist 3. Thank you for the kind words on the iTunes review. Please, listeners out there, if you like what you're listening to, Give Mike and I and the Screen the Screener podcast a positive review on iTunes. We're looking to get as many reviews on iTunes before the actual start of the season, whenever that may be. Damn those countdowns. So please hit us up. Uh, We love hearing those little reviews and reading those over. It gives us a little impetus and a little motivation to craft these things up for you guys. So thank you out there. Uh, Looking forward to reading a couple more reviews on the next couple podcasts. Ahoy out there, Zach Olson. Congrats on the gig at Cornell. And uh, ahoy out there, at Derek Day 2000. Get out for a non-pretend run sometime this, this week. Go ahead and get after it. Don't be afraid. Push the envelope a bit. Listeners, thank you so much for tuning in out there. Mike and I always, appre- uh, always appreciate you guys uh, tuning in the uh, Screen the Screener podcast. And don't forget, tell a friend. You like what you're listening to? Spread it along. We're trying to get as big as possible. The more people that listen, the more people uh, that we can spread the good word to and the good college basketball vibe to. Uh, Salancha, gratulatia, and cheers out there, everyone. Thank you so much. Enjoy that bell jar coming in and out. Thank you, bell jar, as well. Cheers, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 